0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the All Access USL podcast. It is great to be back. Um, The only reason I was on this little, um, I'm not even going to call it a break. I just wanted the season to settle in a little bit. I wanted the open cup to get started. I wanted things to be fully in motion before I started doing a lot of coverage. So episodes will start to pick up again now um, because the season is in full swing. Uh, the U.S. Open Cup was in full swing. The third round draw just happened today, which is super exciting. Um, So there's a lot of things to talk about, and I'm very, very pleased um, that I finally can now. Um, I could have, but I feel like I didn't have that much to talk about. So about three to four games in now, it feels like we have a good sense of how we can expect teams to look at or how we can expect teams to play, um, stuff like that, how teams look, how we can really honestly gauge how good they are. Um, but I do want to start with the U.S. Open Cup before we get to, um, the regular season. And I'm not going to talk about every team right now. That'll come a bit later as we get to probably 12, 13 games. But I do want to talk about, um, some teams, what I've been seeing, um, Stuff like that. But we can start with the U.S. Open Cup second round results and some big exits early on. The first one, uh, Bay Cities 2, Monterey Bay FC 1. Monterey Bay, in their first ever U.S. Open Cup campaign, falls short to, I believe, an amateur football club, which is disappointing. Monterey Bay have looked pretty good in their opening couple games, they obviously can score. Um, their defense has looked a bit shaky. They're conceding a good amount, but um, uh, fixes to that will come throughout the season and over time. Uh, I think this season could be already looking like a success for Monterey Bay. I know I'm saying that pretty early on, but they look all right. Obviously, this result is not reflective of where they want to be. Um you always want to go far and against an amateur club. Uh you'd expect more from Monterey Bay, but props to Bay Cities. Um I did see that they also played at PayPal Park, home of the San Jose Earthquakes, which is really cool to for Bay Cities to kind of host that, but yeah, unlucky for Monterey Bay, but I honestly think that's almost a blessing in disguise because now they can put full attention on the usl championship season and hope i would say to sneak into the playoffs um next charleston battery nil uh tormenta one south georgia tormenta one um this is something i feel like we almost could have expected the charleston battery have looked pretty woeful um they lost 4-1 to Atlanta united two um, and I believe they all—they, I know they did lose to the, the Las Vegas Lights. I can't exactly remember the score of that, but they did lose to the Lights. Uh, and the Lights, props to them—they look good this season. But that's for later. But Charleston, I really thought they would be better than this. I did say that their defensive problems seemed like something that could hinder them. Um, so I do think this is a result we could have expected and probably should have expected. But for it to actually happen, I mean, fair enough to uh, South Georgia Tormenta, but Charleston really need to pick it up, especially in the league now that they're out. Um, Greenville triumph two, Oakland Roots nil, and this is also a result I feel like we almost should have expected. Oakland have been off to a pretty slow start. They did come into this game off a nil-nil draw to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, which is nothing to. Um, you know, scoff at. The Tampa Bay Rowdies are really, really good. So to get a nail, nil draw with them is nothing, like I said, to play down. But then you go and lose to a a League One side pretty convincingly. Um, I would be a bit concerned if I were an Oakland fan. They do have the opportunity to pick it up. And obviously, we did see last season um, they started off incredibly poorly And then picked it up and finished in a playoff spot. And did pretty decent in the playoffs, it must be said. So, I wouldn't be too concerned. You know that they can pick it up. But, um, yeah. I would say that this is definitely one of those games where you think, okay, Oakland, is this season going to be horrific? Or is it going to be... Is it still... Is there still obviously there's still stuff to play for. I don't know what I'm really talking about, but like, is there concern? Pretty much. Um, Colorado Springs switchbacks, nil Northern Colorado hailstorm one. Now these teams did play in preseason and this seems like a game, uh, that could turn into a big rivalry. Uh, the hailstorm come away as winners in the first professional meeting between these two clubs, which is huge. uh, a red card for both sides as well, if I remember correctly. Um, so definitely a heated tie. And I could s- I, I already love this. Um, the switchbacks have looked incredible in the regular season so far, and we'll get to them later as well. But this is a tough one to take for them. They've looked really good, and then to go drop um, to... The Hailstorm, and I, I believe this is the Hailstorm's first professional game as well. I don't believe they've played in League One yet. So that's rough. But um, I think we also, a lot of championship fans think that there's a bigger gap between League One and a championship than there really is. A lot of League One sides uh, dropped off, or dropped, USL championship sides. So... Like, um, one I didn't add uh, is FC Tucson beating the Las Vegas Lights. That's four of the USL League One sides dropping four uh, pretty decent – did I say four? I think three is what I meant to say. Tormented dropping Charleston, Colorado Hailstorm dropping Colorado Springs, and then um, Tucson dropping Las Vegas. So, yeah, three. But there's a fourth coming up, and I'm sure you guys will know who that one is. But um, yeah, very good stuff from the USL League One sides to be dropping. Um, some pretty decent um, USL Championship sides. Uh, Indy Eleven to or er, Indy Eleven Nil. Sorry, Saint Louis City SC Academy side two. Indy 11 fall to an MLS Academy side. That is disappointing. Uh, Indy 11 are absolutely better than that. And should have put St. Louis City away. But St. Louis City look good. Uh, MLS Next Pro wise. And um, Academy team wise. Honestly, all the MLS Next Pro teams look really good though. So, fair enough. But Indy 11 falling here. Is a massive disappointment. Uh, but again, this is just a, almost, I would say, a blessing in disguise to put full focus on the USL Championship season and rectify the pretty terrible season they had last year. And now we'll move on to the big one, which I'm sure you guys know what it is. It's the El Paso Locomotive 1, CV Fuego 4. CV Fuego come into their inaugural US Open Cup match and absolutely dominate a pretty atrocious El Paso locomotive side. Uh, And that form has carried over from the USL Championship. They have not looked good uh, in the USL Championship. I've already seen people calling for the manager's head, which it's early on in the season. There's still time to turn things around. But a 4-1 loss to a team in their second ever professional game is not a good look especially when you made some pretty um i would say key signings like Brock Bank you brought in some decent goalkeepers you still got a good core in uh, uh Velasquez is injured but you still got like Diego Luna players like that it it does not look good i think El Paso is probably one of the sides i'd be most concerned for i'm not sure if Diego Luna played actually in that game, he might have been away with uh, national team, under-20 national team duty, but still, very disappointing from El Paso. So, uh, yeah. So, that is the second round games. Let's move on to some third round games that look pretty tasty for some of these USL championship sides. The first one is Hartford and the New York Red Bulls. Um, Hartford, I've looked not great in the opening couple games, um, and the New York Red Bulls look pretty good, so I think it's pretty cut and dry that the Red Bulls will come into this game and win, but you never know, Hartford are pretty resilient, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, they're a really off and on team, at least in my eyes, some, I mean, last season is a big factor in that, Throughout the summer, they were playing pretty well. They had a 7-1 or 7-0 against Red Bulls 2, which granted Red Bulls 2 last season were awful. But putting seven goals on a side still takes being good. So, I mean, who knows which Hartford will show up here? Um, but I honestly think that the New York Red Bulls will take this game. Um, next, Birmingham Legion and South Georgia Tormenta. Um, I don't think the Tormenta will go any farther. Birmingham have looked really, really good to start the season. Um, I think this one is also pretty cut and dry. Um, so I'll give this one a 2-1 win for Birmingham. And I'll do, I'll do predictions. So I'll say 3-0, the New York Red Bulls beat Hartford. Hartford, I'm sorry, but I just don't think you have what it takes. Your side looks good. You play relatively well, but like I said, sometimes you don't show up. And to start the season, you're not really showing up for this game. You did well to beat Oyster Bay, but this game, it seems like too far out of your depth. So I think the Red Bulls take that 3-0. I think Birmingham will drop the South Georgia Tormenta 2-1 in a fairly comfortable game. I know 2-1 doesn't seem fairly comfortable, but I think they'll control most of the game, and I think they'll drop Tormenta. Um, next, definitely one of the more interesting ties. There are a lot of interesting ties here. It has to be said, but this one is probably going to be one of my favorites. The Miami FC taking on Inter Miami. Now I'm sure as a lot of you know, um, I'm sure a lot of you fall follow MLS as well as the USL championship, but Inter Miami looked dreadful this year and the Miami FC looked pretty good. So I think this is an incredible opportunity for a USL Championship team to knock off an MLS side. Um, I mean, yeah, it's this one feels straightforward as well. Like I honestly feel like the Miami FC should drop into Miami. That's how bad into Miami are, and that's how much I believe Miami FC can get the job done. Um. Uh. There's really nothing else to say. I know I'm kind of like blanking for things to say, but there really is nothing else to say. I mean, Miami are struggling, Inter Miami are struggling for goals in MLS. Gonzalo Higuain probably won't even play in this game. They will probably rest a lot of their starters. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Miami FC. I'll just say Miami FC, for Miami FC to go for it. This is a big game. If they get through, they're into the fourth round opportunity of playing another MLS team uh which is huge so I say go for it. I think I think Miami FC win this game uh 2-0 to be honest. I really do. Uh next we have Orlando City and Tampa Bay. I think Orlando City pretty straightforward there. Tampa Bay are obviously one of the better USL championship sides. But I think Orlando they have too much. They have too much. I really like um Tampa Bay's attack defensively they're still solid even after losing um some key pieces back there like Forrest Lasso that was a big loss he was very very he was very into the Tampa Bay community and he was a very big player for Tampa Bay in general but I still like the Tampa Bay Rowdy's chances here um I'll say I'll say it's only a 1-0 win for Orlando maybe Tampa Bay could sneak it but I think Orlando just unfortunately have too much over Tampa Bay here. Too much quality, no matter how good Tampa Bay plays. Uh, here's another intriguing one. I don't really think this next one could turn into a rivalry per se. But it's definitely an interesting one to watch. It's Detroit City FC versus the Columbus Crew. Now, for people who know me, um, I don't actually support any USL Championship teams. I support the Columbus crew. So, I could be a little biased here. I don't think Detroit will win. Uh, Detroit have looked very, very good, especially defensively in their opening games. I believe they have two clean sheets already, and obviously, they're struggling a bit offensively. I'm pretty sure they haven't scored more than a goal in a game. um, Other than maybe, I believe, in their US Open Cup game, but... Still, a very, very um, sturdy-looking side. They know what they want to do, uh, and that's fantastic. But I think here Columbus will get the job done. 2-0, fairly simple. Um, Detroit look good, but I think, again, this is an opportunity if they lose this game to focus on the USL Championship season. I think it's more than possible for them to make the playoffs. They look good. They only lost 1-0 to San Antonio. Uh, And they've looked good in the rest of their games. So, I think this could be uh, another... I I don't want to keep saying bustling in the skies, but... It'd be a real opportunity for them to focus on the USL Championship regular season and push for the playoffs. Uh, We've also got San Antonio FC and Austin. Now, this one is hard because Austin have looked really good in their opening games. And San Antonio... Have looked pretty good as well so far. Start the season, it feels pretty even. Feels like we've got a pretty top ish tier USL championship team versus a pretty maybe middle to top ish tier MLS team. So, by those standards, you would say Austin should win pretty comfortably. I don't know. Um, obviously, San Antonio don't have Bonia anymore because he retired. Uh, so it looks like Jordan Farr will get the um. Uh, Not in between the sticks, which I I almost kind of expected because to start the season, San Antonio were playing with two keepers on the bench, which didn't make any sense. So I think they were expecting Bonilla to retire after a few games. So fair play, I guess. But it looks like Jordan Farr has got the starting spot right now. Uh, Just a little side note there for you. Um, I don't know. I... I am going to pick winners for every game. So, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say San Antonio 2, Austin FC 1. I think San Antonio have enough here to knock off Austin. I really, really do. I believe in the San Antonio train. Uh, You've got Dallas FC Tulsa. And one little thing I want to say is I truly don't understand why FC Tulsa were in the um, Texas group. I mean, they're clearly, I would hopefully, people would under realize that they're not from Texas. I th- I think it was just to make the group have an even amount of teams, but still, weird. But that's besides the, the point. Um, Tulsa, they've started off pretty hot. I like it. I believe they're fourth in their conference, fourth or fifth in their conference, yeah. Uh, but Dallas are just too good. They've got some, they've got really good young talent up top. They look hungry to win. I think Dallas win this 4-0. I'm sorry, Tulsa fans, but this just looks like a game for Tulsa to snatch pretty easily. Um, and yes, if you can't tell, I'm not feeling too great. But still, that's besides the point. This thought I'd let you guys know for the sniffing or whatever. Um, now, these next three games, besides the Miami and Inter-Miami game, are probably the three I'm most excited for. We've got LAFC versus reigning USL champions, Orange County. This is a tasty, tasty affair. LAFC have started off the MLS season pretty good. Orange County have started off pretty good as well. Um, I really... you For moments to these games, you'd think that the MLS teams should get the job done. But this is another one where... I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Orange County. They're also a mixed bag. Sometimes it seems like they can come out hot, and sometimes they come out a bit slow. Um, but turn it off. Turn it up towards the, the um ending twenty to thirty minutes, and I think this is what we'll see here. I think. This is a game where LAFC go up 2-0 and Orange County rally back and win 3-0 because LAFC – or win 3-2 because LAFC take their foot off the gas and think that the game's over. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say LAFC 2, Orange County 3. I believe Orange County have not fallen off a cliff like some people think they um, do or some teams do, I should say, after winning a championship. I think Orange County are more than capable this season of – A back-to-back and also dropping LAFC here. I really do. Uh, Next, we've got the LA Galaxy versus the San Diego Loyal. And San Diego, right now, second in their conference. Look fantastic. Vassal is scoring. They look very free out there. I'm loving it. The LA Galaxy are looking a bit rough. Looking a bit rough. Um, I believe they just lost to Orlando City 1-0 in MLS. I know MLS isn't the focus, but I'm just putting it into perspective how they look. Um, or, no, they just beat Portland, my bad. They just beat Portland 3-1, but Portland don't look great. Anyway, this also feels like a game that San Diego could win. And I'm going to say that. I'm going to say San Diego take this game 2-1. I'm really feeling that the USL championship teams will be able to take advantage of some uh, lapses in um, these... MLS sides, Um, it feels like a real possibility. It feels like a real possibility that maybe we could see a USL championship team reach the semifinals, quarterfinals, Uh, finals feels like a bit of a stretch, but it feels like this season a USL championship team could go far. We've seen some really, really convincing things um, in terms of regular season quality and second round performances from these USL championship teams. And I say most because unfortunately... Teams like Charleston and El Paso have let us down massively. And then we end off with a tasty all-USL championship tie. Phoenix and New Mexico, who have both started the USL championship season pretty indifferently, but this will be a tasty affair no matter how good they are. Two established USL championship teams, two of the biggest USL Championship fan bases clashing together outside of USL Championship play in the Open Cup. New Mexico obviously made it far in 2019. Phoenix hoping to make it far. One of the teams you'd favorite to make it the farthest in the Open Cup this season. So, I don't know. I really don't know. New Mexico have looked pretty good offensively this year. Phoenix look like Phoenix, like they look like how they play in the playoffs. To be honest, to start the season, so I think I'll give it to, Mex- to New Mexico, one I haven't seen anything to tell me that Phoenix um, is gonna win this. I think they'll pick it up and they'll still do fantastic in the regular season. And I know I just said Phoenix is one of the teams you expect to make it far, but I just don't think they'll get it done in this game. And I think it'll be more of an opportunity for them to absolutely smash the regular season out of the park like they usually do. So that is the second round um, roundup of some of the USL Championship sides uh, going out. That was mainly what that was. And then um, some good looking ties that you could keep your eye on for the third round. And before I move on to the regular season, we are going to take a little break. And we're back. So, with the U.S. Open Cup out of the way, let's move into the regular season. Um, I've got a few things that have really uh, caught my attention. And then towards the end, I've also got my top five players um, to start the season, who I believe look really, really good. So to start, we'll start with uh, Loudoun United, who I did say at the beginning of the um, in the first episode before the season. I said, Loudoun looked like they will be better, but I don't know how good they'll be. It turns out they might be pretty good. They are currently 2-1-1. One one. That's two wins, one loss, one draw, in their opening four games. Um, they start off with a pretty good victory over the Indy 11, 1-0 um Indy look okay but still good victory nonetheless then they head to uh New York Red Bulls 2 and drop them 3-0 so fair play for that uh a very very good victory um yeah just good uh then they head to Miami FC and draw 0-0 so that's Three clean sheets in their opening three games. Fantastic stuff uh, from them. And then uh, in their fourth game, they do lose 2-0 to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh are very good. So, Loudon, keep up the good work. Absolutely fantastic stuff from them. I don't know if they'll be able to keep this up the rest of the season, um, but they look like they can hold their own, especially especially, especially, especially offensively. Um, last season, um, it was pretty much problems all over the place. They just were not good at all anywhere. But this year, it looks like they really know what they're doing, which is uh, really fantastic to see that they are pretty much taking this seriously. They're not just here to give players experience. They're actually here to win, unlike some other um uh youth teams usually do, especially last year it felt like. Um Colorado Springs are four and oh to start the season. Uh they start the season with a two one victory over the reigning champions Orange County. A very, very, very good win there. Um then they stay at home. They drop uh newly ex er- New expansion side. Monterey Bay 1-0. Um. I think you might want a bit more there. Against the expansion side. But to still get the victory is good. And again. Monterey Bay do look. They look good. They look good offensively. Um. Defensively. Still maybe some questions to ask. But. They do look like. They've got their ideas across. And like. Um. They could be set for a pretty decent season. Um. Then the switchbacks head to Birmingham and win 2 0. A very, very good away victory in a place that's very, very hard to win. Birmingham are pretty decent usually. So to get that result early on in the season, fantastic stuff for the switchbacks. And then the switchbacks head to Miami and pick up a 2 1 win. So. Some very, very big wins, especially against Orange County, Birmingham, and Miami. Miami were obviously fantastic last year. Birmingham were good last year. Orange County won the whole thing last year, dropping Colorado Springs along the way. Um, Still waiting for Haji Berry to pick it up. He did score his first goal against Miami. So that's good news, but still waiting for him to heat up. They do have a lot of good players around him though Cam like Lindley, Mishi Ungalina, stuff like that. So not really worried about his output. He'll pick it up for sure. But a more than um I think that's more than anybody could have ever wanted if you're a Colorado Spring if you're a Switchbacks fan. So fantastic stuff from them. Um now we'll move on to Phoenix who have started a bit shaky. They're 2-2-0. That's two wins, two losses, no draws to start the season. They did start off the season with a 4-2 win against Monterey Bay. Uh, Pretty standard stuff from Phoenix. They do score a lot. They do tend to concede a decent amount as well. So that seemed like a typical victory for them. Then they lose 2-1 to Las Vegas. And that's props to Las Vegas. Las Vegas look very, very good. Um, to start the season. So, I think that's just uh, Phoenix falling to a better side on the night. Nothing they could really do there. Then, however, Phoenix fall at home to the San Diego Loyal. And I don't really care what you say. Phoenix need to be winning most of, if not all, their home games. Phoenix have one of the best sides in the USL Championship. So, that is disappointing. San Diego are very good. Don't get me wrong, San Diego are a fantastic team. But Phoenix on paper, the quality is there. Uh, I'm not really sure how much Rick Chance how much farther he can really progress this side. He hasn't been able to get the job done recently. He's made the playoffs, but he's choked out of the playoffs so much recently that I don't know how much longer he's got. I don't think they're going to sack him unless he the team does awfully, but maybe some questions need to start being asked soon. And then after that game, uh, Phoenix do pick up a tuna win away oh, to San Antonio. So they do get back on track against a pretty good San Antonio side, but still not a great start to the season. Um, Next, uh, I want to talk about... San or San Diego and Sacramento. And I know I did talk down a little on Sacramento before the season started, but they look good. They look very good. 3-1-0 in their first uh, four outings, and San Diego 4-1-0 in their first five outings, both uh, second and third, I believe, in the Western Conference standings. So I kind of just wanted to throw out there They seem like they could be contenders. San Diego have looked good since they entered the league. Sacramento last year, obviously, a pretty disappointing season. But this year looks good for both of the California teams. Or both of these California teams, I should say. Um, Among others, Pittsburgh and Louisville look good as always. Granted, Louisville are 3-0-2. Pittsburgh are 3-0-1. Both yet to lose. So both still have the opportunity for the coveted, I guess you could say, undefeated season, they obviously, both of them will lose at some point. But, you know, it g- looks good. It looks good for both sides. They always look good, and it looks like it will continue to be that way this season. So with that, we'll finish off with my top five players so far. Uh, the first one, Nate Steinwasher from Detroit City. He has been able to, he, he has kept Detroit City, I won't say in games, but he's been fan- He's been very good. He's been very good. He's been a lot of the reasons that they've kept clean sheets, I should say. I do think Detroit City have the opportunity to score more goals, and they still could have won those games had they conceded, but I think he's the reason that, obviously, they've kept those clean sheets and been able to get away with winning 1-0. That makes it sound like they've played bad and won those games. They haven't, but I think you guys get it. Uh, Daniel Trejo, five goals, three assists. An incredible start for the Las Vegas Lights, man. Um, Not much more you could ask from him. Las Vegas looked like a team heading into the season where they would almost probably finish rock bottom of the West. But he has them on his back. And they've actually been playing very, very good. So props to them. Las Vegas, keep it up. I'm very, very happy. To see them not being a bottom of the table side. Uh, We've got another goalkeeper in AJ Marcucci for Red Bulls 2. This looks like a season where Red Bulls 2 will not be uh, that good. Which is unfortunate. But Marcucci looks like he could be a diamond in all that rough. Um, And I don't think it's too crazy to think that... I just said thank you so much. I don't think it's too crazy to believe that maybe he gets a slot on the New York Red Bulls senior roster sometime sooner rather than later. He's been very good for a couple seasons now. And I think um, it's going to be unfortunate for for the second side, but it does seem like this will be their last year in this league anyway. So maybe it doesn't matter that much. But it'll be disappointing to see him go if he does leave the season because he's a very, very good USL championship goalkeeper. But... I do believe he deserves a senior spot. Uh, we got Nico Boxel from San Diego. He's been very good. The New Zealand Interne- New Zealand International helping lock down that San Diego defense. And then Mishi M. Galena for Colorado Springs. Been pulling the strings for Colorado Springs in their 4-0 start. And he looks like a shrewd piece of business for the switchbacks, I'm sure. They will be loving life come the end of the season with that attack and Ingelina being a key factor in that attack. So that is all for today's episode. A lot of stuff covered today. We will cover a lot more in the next episode for sure. Um, But thank you guys for listening. It's great to be back. And I will see you guys in the next episode, which actually... Before I go, um, it will be out next Saturday, for sure. It will be out next Saturday. And I say it's great to be back. Obviously, I was gone for a month, but like I said, I wanted things to kind of mellow out, the seasons to start. So, yeah. But that's besides the point. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys for next Saturday's episode.